0: You need to be intentional about this. You can't just randomly spam people on LinkedIn or social media that you have never met, that don't know who you are, and
1: ask them for a favor, right? Because it's like, oh my God, I have to stop you here. Sorry, I've been doing all of that. You've been doing that? <laughs> Shamsia, okay. It's okay. We'll work on this.
0: Okay. This, this will help you then. Okay, this is these are good tips then. Listen to this. Okay, and I've done this. I know that this works.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Failure Decoded. I am Shamsia, your co-host. And today with me, we have Rachel, the lovely, beautiful other co-host. And our topic for today, we are going to be talking and discussing in detail, is networking. Networking, in theory, is simple, almost natural, and should be organic. But to some people, it may seem like an entangled web. And to most scientists, I can vouch for this personally, is more complex than rocket science. Because we have lived in a lab for over seven or eight years, and we do not even know how to talk to people, honestly. And... For entrepreneurs, networking is a whole different ballgame, and it is definitely identified as the most important asset to have. It is often said that entrepreneurs wear many hats, and PR strategist is definitely one of that, and the skill gets better, and instincts get sharper over time. However, the real challenge for entrepreneurs is time. So how do you reap the most benefits of networking and make it impactful and effective? We have with us Rachel today to give us all the skills and the tricks and the hacks that she has under her belt. I have experience with networking only because I forced myself to do it. Um, I'm
0: definitely an introverted person. So when you said like networking should be natural and, you know, come organically, it's not the case at all. Uh, Personally, I find nothing natural about networking. I think it's awful. It makes you feel cringe. It's like very normal to feel that way. So, I was just going to come in and give you some tips that I've learned over the years from putting myself out there um, to hopefully make the experience a little bit better for you. So, first of all, networking is pretty essential. Um, If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking for customers or you're looking for business partners, co founders, investors, you're going to need to network. Um, especially in this virtual world where a lot of times, like I don't know me personally, I work at home. Um, sometimes I don't meet anyone, you know, for days at a time because I'm working solo. So step one is you just have to put yourself out there. And uh, when I first moved to New York, what I found really helpful was uh, websites like Meetup, where you can find different communities, pretty much in any kind of niche. There's everything from like uh, pickleball clubs to like tech startup events. So there's a whole spectrum of stuff that you can do to meet people. And then the other website I would recommend checking out is Eventbrite. So that's like an events website. So same thing, you can filter based on the niche that you're looking for. And I guarantee you'll find something. The other thing I'll mention is um, a lot of times there's government-sponsored events. So in New York, um, there was this really great group called Women Entrepreneurs NYC. It's just We NYC. And they put on tons of free workshops, mentoring sessions, um, conferences—literally all free for like women entrepreneurs. So you're just gonna find your niche. So now you've identified where you're gonna find events, where you're gonna find groups, where you're gonna find people. That's essentially the easy part, to be honest. Now it's like, <laughs> okay, how do you actually go to those events and and you know build genuine connection? Without feeling cringe because I've been there. Trust me, you go somewhere and I'm like, oh, this is just so awkward. I'm just going to look at my phone and like stand in a corner. Like you're literally not getting anything out of that. So there's like almost no point. How do we go about this in the right way? Number one is you have to just start right now. And the reason why I say that is because you can't just wait until you need something, right? Like building connection takes a lot of time. Like you can't just meet someone one time, become best friends. I think there's some kind of like scientific, uh, study about it, how you make friends, actually. And it's like, you need to repeatedly see someone, you need to experience things together for like a prolonged period of time to actually truly build genuine connection. So really, like you should have started yesterday. And if you didn't start yesterday, you got to start today. Um, and by the way, I have a, actually have a story about this. So um, Shamsia, you know a little bit about this organization, but um, I actually volunteered at uh, a conference this year, and um, I, I got to put on the pitch competition for them. I got to plan the pitch competition, which was a really awesome experience. But it actually took me two years to get that opportunity. And essentially, what happened was I'm an organizer for this um, nonprofit called One Million Cups. And one of the entrepreneurs who would come regularly, like I got to know her a little bit, and um, she just put an ask out to the community. She said, You know, we're, we're putting on this. Um conference for women entrepreneurs. Um, I was really interested in that. And she was looking for help, um, looking for volunteers, looking for some support, ways to leverage, you know, other people's networks to help her. Um, so she was looking for people that had an aligned mission. And, you know, I'd now seen this person around for probably like two years. And I just like put my hand up and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna shoot my shot. I think she knows me well enough now and she trusts me enough to help with this. And it worked perfectly. She was like, amazing. Yes, let's do it. I got to put on this conference in New York City. It was awesome. Met a lot of really cool people, got back out there, got more experience putting on in-person events, uh, which by the way, is a lot more difficult than virtual events, which I'm more used to as of late. I bring this up because this did not happen overnight. This was a repeatedly seeing this person putting on events
1: that she would attend. So you build credibility over time. So uh, Rachel, now uh, when you're saying, okay, there was this person who trusted you and you just went in, what was the fear level, the anxiety, like the mindset, the insecurities, you know, like, would I be able to do this? Okay, this is a big task. You know, did you go through all of that? Or you were like, no, this is something I have to approach as a you know protocol. And this is just going to help me. How was it? How do entrepreneurs actually move with this? what kind of mindset do they have?
0: Yeah. So it's definitely stressful and you're totally right. Like I had experience putting on virtual events at this point for like a two year period. I hadn't put on an in-person event in ages and yeah, I felt a little bit rusty for sure. But uh, the way I approached it to her was I said our missions were aligned. And I think that really struck a chord with her because um, my business, and not many people know much about it, but basically the goal of it is um, to support small businesses and this entrepreneur who's putting on this conference, like that is also her goal too, right? She wants to support specifically women entrepreneurs um, to help them scale up their businesses. And then I also do the 1 million cups thing, which like that's the whole point of 1 million cups, right? Is to support small businesses, give them a platform where they can share their story and connect with their peers. So I think it helped that we had incentives that were aligned. You know, you can't just pick people to network with, right? Like you have to be intentional about this. Like, you know, if... I'm going up to someone at an event, let's say, for example, and they're—I don't know—like a restaurant tour. It's like it might be a great conversation to like chat with them, but to be honest, like I don't really have anything to offer up to a restaurant tour, and, and vice versa, right? So, you know, if I'm at an event and there's a restaurant tour and there's like a small local vendor who sells gifts, um, obviously, like I my intention would be to get to know the person that has the small gift shop business because that relates to my business, right? And we have something we can chat with and like we can have genuine conversation because their experience is gonna be similar to what my experience is and we can connect at a better level. So I think that's the thing is you gotta be intentional about who, kind of who you're approaching when it comes to networking. You know, obviously like, yeah, it's great to make connections anywhere. You just never know what's gonna happen. But if you have limited time, like you said, you know, you gotta do your research ahead of time and like figure
1: out the the right kind of partnership. And it's amazing because then it becomes so much easier and the cringe factor just goes because now you know, OK, there this is a process and everyone can learn it. So first step, research. And I think even before that is the intentional connection that you have to, you're thinking at the back of your mind that you want to build. And that kind of just eases and removes the emotion, the fear everything else, because now you are not just going to get someone to help you with something, but you're also offering something, right? 100%. So that my next point is actually, and
0: uh, someone said this, his name is David Meltzer. um, And it might come from somewhere else. I'm not sure, but he says this all the time. And it's be more interested than interesting. And what I mean by that is don't make it about yourself. Like, don't try and be the most interesting person in the room. To be honest, if you're the most interesting person in the room, you're in the wrong room right? Like the idea is you want to grow and you want to build, be more interested in other people, make it about them, ask a lot of questions, like listen generously. That's the other thing too, is like, and you can see this with people. It's like, you're having a conversation with them and you know, they're just thinking about what to say next. They're not listening to you. Like you can kind of see their eye. like they're just in their own mind, right? Like if you want to build genuine connection with someone, ask them about their life and genuinely listen and like ask thoughtful follow-up questions. Like it's actually not that complicated, like when you actually think about it and break it down, like people like to talk about themselves. So indulge them a little bit. They will love talking to you if you actually
1: seem genuinely interested in what they have to say. I'm sorry, I have to cut you off here. And I need to know, like, are there like limits and boundaries that you shouldn't be crossing? Because uh, as a scientist, I can tell you, it can be so awkward. You don't even know. You might just end up asking, um, are you married? Do you have children? Not the most, <laughs> just to break the ice, you know? Is there a protocol to that? Is there, you know, that we can learn? I mean, yeah, I don't really have a protocol for that. That's kind of one of those things where it's
0: like, you say like, I would use my gut. You're totally right. Like you don't like offend someone or ask personal questions of someone you literally just met. So I would stick to like safe topics to begin with. But then again, like some people are very open and will chat about anything. And if you're getting that sense from them, like, you know, you can push it a little bit. So it's okay. Of course, like whatever, right? Like once again, like you're trying to be genuine and like, everyone's just like a human, right? And they're going through stuff. And if, if they are want to talk about it and you're open to talking about it, like there's no harm there of like going to that level. Um, but yeah, maybe don't like immediately open with like, so like what's your biggest regret? Or, you know, something like just like crazy, right? You know, be respectful of them, right? And their, you know, privacy. Perfect. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay, so number three is to... Perfect your story, like slash elevator pitch. Okay, so now that you've been intentional about who you're connecting with, you're, you're in, you've interested in the other person. They're probably gonna ask you questions now, right? That if they don't ask you any questions, like then they're kind of just rude. <laughs> so you want to make sure you have your story really nailed down. You know, if someone has literally no background on what you're working on, they're not gonna fully understand what your business is. If you don't explain it very clearly, because you as a business owner, you have so much background knowledge and you're kind of so in your own head about your own business that if you're not explaining it well to others, like it's going to get lost on them. And a good way to test this out is to like, look at people's body language and like, see their reaction and like, see the kind of follow-up questions they're asking. Like definitely early on when I was trying to explain my business to people you could almost see their eye; like they just like looked confused sometimes or they'd ask questions of something. And I'm like, oh, I thought I explained that, but clearly I didn't. Like that's on you as the person, that's not on them. Like you need to make sure you're explaining it in a clear and concise way. First of all, don't be afraid to share your ideas. Like it does not need to be in secret. Like you never know who you're gonna meet. Like I have just shared my story with people and I have gotten connections through them. Um, and met other people and it's brought me other vendors. Like it's so important to just talk about what you're working on but just make sure you're clear and concise. And once again, this is practice. This is about just getting reps in. Um, I would suggest usually before I go to events, just write down what you do, like clear and concise in a couple sentences. Like this is just like, this is my elevator pitch. Practice it a couple times in your head, say it out loud. It actually helps to say it out loud Is you'll feel dorky, but you know, say the words, feel how they sound. Um, And then just use it on people and see what the reaction is, see what the response is, you know, see what questions you're getting back and then fine tune it after based on that reaction. Number four is, and this is super awkward. And I know because once again, introverted person, it's not that I'm shy per se. I just like, you know, I get nervous around like new people, strangers. It's breaking into a group conversation. So I'm sure you've been there before. You get into this room, it's full of like, hundreds of people, everyone's in little groups, and little clusters, and you're just on your own. And it's like, oh my God, like, what do I do? What have I done? Do I just leave? It's like, no, you've gotten <laughs> dressed. You've gotten ready. You practiced your elevator pitch. You, you took the subway to the event, like go in there. Just now it's like, okay, now it's just like facing the fear. You just got to put yourself out there. And one thing I would recommend for this is just do a lap around the room, do a lap try and find a small group, look for people that you think look nice. That's what I do. I'm like, I don't know. They seem like they either don't all know each other already. Like they're not like just like longtime best friends and they seem like genuinely like letting other people in. So like pick that group. And honestly, the easiest way to say that is just to go up to them. Um, If you can find any kind of just like lull in the conversation for a second and just say, Hey, like, I don't know anyone here. Can I join your conversation? And that's it. Most people will say yes, of course. If they say no, once again, rude. I've like never had that happen to me ever. So don't worry about that. And if they are, once again, there's hundreds of other people there. So do it again. Like just keep getting the reps and keep practicing. Break into the conversation. So what's
1: your go-to move? Sorry, what's
0: your go-to move? Yeah, that. Honestly, you try to find a small group um, of people. You just kind of go up. You kind of just like linger a little bit. And that's the thing, okay, is... I went to a networking event like very recently and you can tell like people kind of just like they linger around, they want to be in. So you as a, be a generous person, let them in. So that's how you do is like, you return the favor. Like if you're kind of in a small conversation, you kind of see someone on their own, invite them into the circle, right? Like once again, like this is how this works. Talk to people, talk for 10 minutes and then you kind of just like rotate through everyone. Right? So That's my tip is you have to just do it. Like, it's so awkward, but just like rip the bandaid off, go in there. And once again, keep in mind, like most people are in the same position you are. There's lots of people there who don't know anyone. They came alone. Like, it's not like everyone there has been best friends for 10 years and you're just the new person. Like, it's not like that. This isn't like high school. Like we're all adults, right? So that would be my best advice is you just got to go for it. I know that's not great, but that's what it is. Sounds perfect. <laughs> okay. So if you're still feeling stressed about networking, there is another hack that I've used like several times and it's to volunteer at the event. And the reason why I suggest volunteering is because now you get to know the event organizers. When you're a volunteer, you're giving yourself immediate credibility because now you're actually associated with the event. So people will look to you now if they have any questions or, you know, need something. So you're now immediately giving yourself cred- credibility and also you probably get to go to the event for free too. So it really is like a win-win if you can give that time up, um, and also give yourself a reason to talk to people. Right. Like I went to an event where, um, they were doing icebreakers. Like I, that's what we were volunteering to do is doing icebreakers and name tags. And then I did name tags for like an hour. And like, I talked to like everyone that came in, right. Cause you're like writing the name tags for all the people. And it's like, Hey, how are you? Like people just get to know you get to see your face. Um, and that helps so much. Like, I cannot even express, like, if you're really shy about this stuff, um, go volunteer in an event that makes sense for you
1: um, as, a, as a step one, if you're too scared to just attend and, and try and do it alone. Wow. This also, it just makes you feel like you're part of the team. Exactly. You know, and it just, right? So you kind of like um, have like an upper hand in, you know, uh, trying to communicate with these scared people who are coming in. Exactly. Now you can pay it back, pay it forward make them feel comfortable, right? Like let them come into the
0: circle, do the icebreakers. If you're seeing people alone, like go talk to them. Now you have a reason to talk to them because you're volunteering at the event. It's like, Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. Like, is this your first time at this event? Like, do you know anyone? And then it's like, Oh, what do you do? What's your name? Like, it really is simple. Like there's a couple of just like, honestly, like canned questions you can start with such as that. I ask that a lot. Like, yeah. Hey, is this, if it's a recurring thing, Hey, is this the first time you've come to this? Oh, no, I came once before. Oh, yeah, cool. Me too. Like, this is actually my second or third time coming here. I really like that they talk about X, Y, Z. Like, that's how you make it
1: natural. The, those are good, po- those are the good uh, questions to begin a, a conversation with. And I'm definitely going to be, you know, highlighting that and keeping it in my mind because it just eases and removes the tension of how and what to say.
0: Yes. Wow.
1: Well, thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Again. No problem.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's, those are my tips for, like, networking events. But one other thing I will say is there's also something called informational interviews. I'm not sure if you've ever done one before. I actually started doing informational interviews in university. Um, I had a mentor in university and, um, you know, he was awesome. He would kind of get to know what I was looking for and he would introduce me to people and we would go together. It was like a, like a little coffee thing, like really, you know, like 45 minutes Um, And you just get to ask questions about their career. Because that's what at the time, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, That's how you meet people to get jobs. So essentially, the reason why it's important is because if you're curious about an industry and you don't necessarily want to take the plunge, like maybe you don't want to just full on go and get a job in this industry yet, you're not sure. A really low risk way to kind of find out what like the day to day is like in that industry is to talk to people that work in the industry. Like who better to ask, right? Than people that are living it every single day. So I have a good strategy for this too. So once again, you need to be intentional about this. You can't just randomly spam people on LinkedIn or social media that you have never met, that don't know who you are, and ask them for a favor, right? Because it's like... Oh my God, I have to stop you
1: here. Sorry, I've been doing all of that. You've been doing that? (laughs) Shamsia, okay. It's okay, we'll work on this
0: okay Thank this you. this will help you then okay this is these are good tips then listen to this okay, and I've done this. I know that this works. here's like step by step what I would do okay and I have done this and I can give you like a prime example. So number one is you know read an article or blog that they wrote listen to a podcast they've done attend an event that they're speaking at. That's the one that I really like and I've done that several times okay so go to the event that they're speaking at write down something interesting that they said, or, you know, a topic that, uh, something insightful or something that you liked about it. Okay. Number three is now you're going to craft a very personalized message using that information. So you're going to say something like, hi, so-and-so I attended this event that you spoke at. I really liked when you said X, Y, Z. Um, I really, I actually had a follow-up question about whatever this and that. Um, And you're going to send this via, if you have their email, great. Otherwise try and find them on social media, LinkedIn, whatever it might be. Okay. And tell them like your, your ask, right? You're going to have an ask at the end, be clear and concise. Hey, would you mind chatting with me for 15 minutes or answering this question I have about X? Okay. So the reason why this works is because you're, Telling them that you have done your research, you know them, you've listened to their content before, you've gone to their events. You're saying something insightful about it. It's not like you just went on Google and saw they spoke somewhere, um, and and didn't actually go to the talk. Okay, like you actually went to the talk. You wrote down something they said, and you have a very clear and concise ask. Like that's why it's important. It can't just be like, oh, do you want to just chat? It's like, well, no. These people are busy. Like they don't know what you're asking. Um, If you're very clear, like I had this one particular question, I honestly think like that ups your chances of getting response by so much. Like obviously not everyone's going to respond to you and that's okay. Like whatever, you're going to get rejection, like not a big deal. But I've had legitimate phone calls by doing this with like CEOs of people that I saw speak at events that I had no prior relationship with. Is it so easy? I'm going to try this. It is like, that's the thing (laughs) is like, I think people like build it up in their head to be something that it's not. Like, it really doesn't have to be cringe. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, transactional. Like, once again, you're just, I think if you put yourself in their shoes, like, you're a person. And if someone's going to reach out to you and they were just going to, like, reach out cold, I get, like, random emails all the time from companies trying to, like, sell me stuff. And it's the most generic thing ever that I've ever seen. And it's all the, ta- they use all the tactics to try and get you to click on these emails. And I don't listen to any of it. So it's kind of the same thing with like people, right? It's like, if you want to get to know someone, like be genuinely interested, use their name. My God, definitely use their name. Um, Hmm. That's easy to figure out. Most people have an online presence, Uh, figure out their company name, make sure you're spelling all that stuff correctly. Like just be very detail oriented about this. Very clear, very
1: concise and have that clear ask. Okay. So you all Saying If we have a specific, clearly written ask, that's enough. But do we have to give them what value they would be getting out of this interaction or engagement with us? Is that needed? So I don't think originally out of the gate, it's needed. But once again, you're
0: not just putting in the clear ask. You're also saying, you know, hi, so-and-so, I really loved your talk about this. You said something so insightful about that. So you want to like pump their tires a little bit, right? Like be personable say something nice about them, then launch into your ask, Mm -hmm. right? So that you're just trying to get a bit of favor there. Um, However, you brought up a very good point. And that's kind of like a little pro tip is you don't just want to be a taker. Okay. You want to also give something in return. And I struggled with this a lot at the beginning, because when I was younger, I was like, well, I don't have anything I can offer. Like, who am I? I don't know anything. I don't have any experience, but you never know. Right. You never know if maybe they need um, they're launching a new product and they want a beta tester or something. Right. Like there's no reason why I couldn't do that. Give them feedback. So, yes, definitely. After you have this interaction and it goes really well and they've given you something of value, definitely return the favor. Hey, I'd love to keep in touch with you. Thank you so much for your time. If there's anything I can do or anyone in my network, if you see I'm connected with someone and you want to get to know them, like, let me know. I'm happy to help you out. So that just comes down to like reciprocity this whole thing like you need to have reciprocity in every networking interaction that you have otherwise like it's not genuine right like that's how you make it genuine
1: yes and i think it's also a very good way to develop and grow the bond without putting in a lot of effort because now you have signposted this person to the other person and you know you're growing their network so you're passively involved and without much effort right so it's not just building the network you also have to work constantly to grow it and maintain it yes
0: definitely grow it, definitely maintain it and once again just pay it forward right you just pay it forward pay it forward eventually like that's a thing too right it's like I don't know I believe in karma you know if you are a good person (laughs) Shamsi is like "Eh, I don't know I don't know um (laughs) but yeah I just I was just like it's so difficult (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But honestly, though, like just wherever you can, if you can genuinely help someone, help them (laughs) out. Right. And and just do, you know, do the good deed. And eventually, like things come back to you. Like, that's kind of just what I believe. Um, However, like you don't just leave it to chance. Right. Like here's very specific, actionable tips that you can do to up your chances of those interactions happening. Right. There is a serendipity element. Like you just never know who you're going to meet. So that's why it's important to do these things and talk about your ideas and ask a lot of questions Like get to know people like they might be able to help you down the road. Like, who knows? And that's the thing is like, maybe it will be in two years from now. Like, you don't know. Um,
1: That's why you got to be keep an open mind about this stuff. Absolutely. As you said, a lot of actionable insights and learning from you who, ha- you know, you've attended so many events. So all of this makes absolute sense. It's like real life experience and given to us on a plate. And I'm going to definitely follow all of these step to step. All right. Well, I'm glad I could help. But yeah, as I say, I, I'm an introverted
0: person. So I don't like talking to people most of the time. So it's, it's possible. It's possible for anyone to do it. Um, you just got to put yourself out there
1: yeah just put yourself out there and it's a skill that you can learn and it's a very very valuable skill to have it's just going to help you in so many ways uh, just to find mentors guides investors ideas friends network beta testers clients customers you name you it know, everyone and
0: or just <laughs> <Like> everyone
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just need it. You just need a community out there. So put yourself out there, be a part of the community. And as Rachel said, paid forward, bring people into your community. Yes, that's it. That's quite simple.